Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, also available on your Amazon Alexa as a skill. Today's podcast is going to take the format of a chat that we had earlier on today with Barry Gibb of SVS Securities. And it was an interesting chat that we had with Barry that covered a wide range of topics, including um, very topical for this week, the US and the potential for change in interest rates and what that could mean for markets. He also covers in some depth um, his views on stock markets for the rest of 2019 and does have a, a number of stock picks there for consideration. So very interesting podcast um, today with Barry. So we're just going to pass you over now to the interview that we did with Barry this morning of SVS Securities. Thank you very much. So this is the the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Today we have got with us Barry Gibb of SBS Securities. Good morning, Barry. How are Hello. you? Very well indeed. Thank you. Fantastic. So we have a few topics to go through today um, and we're going to kick things off with looking at the broader picture and looking at the international stock markets. So Barry, how do you see international stock markets for the remainder of 2019? Well, uh, Almost certainly not as good as it has been in the first half. I mean, you've got to recollect uh, just how well the markets had performed so far in 2019. I'll uh, give you a few figures. Uh, The uh, US, the S&P, the global benchmark, the 500, is up about 19% year to date. Uh, The Shanghai Composite up 17.5%. Even the rather blighted uh, Eurostox (laughs) 600 is up more than 15%. The second half, however, really, it's very, very hard to imagine it will be as good as the first. And one of the key points on this is, of course, that the the key, the absolutely key US-Chinese trade negotiations have effectively been pushed into the long grass. And punitive US tariffs still remain in place, and they clearly are slowing the international economy. And meanwhile, the White House is eyeing uh, Europe as its next target for tough trade negotiations. Now, my opinion is that this will be enough to keep the US from entering recession as we go towards the end of 2019 and into 2020. But I really can't say the same about Europe and Asia. And that's really why all eyes are on Jerome Powell. He, of course, is the the Federal Reserve chairman and his rate decision, that's next to end of July. Um, Now, this is going to be seen as key with regard to the willingness of central banks around the world to provide uh, economic stimulation. And I think that's why uh, tomorrow and uh, Thursdays, that's Wednesday and Thursdays, uh, congressional testimony that Jerome Powell is undertaking will provide something of an insight. Overall, though, I would say right now markets should Well, investors should only be looking for markets to make modest gains for the remainder of 2019. And if I'm looking for the winners amongst those gains, uh, the international markets, almost certainly the US markets themselves, the Dow, the S&P, the Nasdaq, and also the US dollar. Perfect. So that's obviously a good overview there. There's going to be some very interesting uh, events coming up, particularly in the US markets. But how about here in the UK? There are some additional complications here that are very well publicised. But how do you see things panning out for the UK for the rest of 2019? 
Yeah, there certainly are some complications here. Um, I, I, I would say that as well as having to contend with the international slowdown, the UK, of course, has got to cope with the calamity of Brexit. Now, it does appear that Boris, Boris Johnson, and remember, he was one of the key Brexit advocates in the first place. He will land at number 10, probably on July the 23rd. And that's just in time as luck would have it for him, for the European Parliament to go on its summer holidays. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he's got an extended period of holiday and then to come back and try uh, to make the European Parliament face up to the absolute car crash that a no-deal Brexit will imply for the UK economy. And he'll tr scrabble around and try and get the Parliament and Commission to reconsider exit terms. But of course, we already know it. They've said there is no opportunity for further negotiation. So Mr Johnson is likely to find himself September and then into October, remembering that the 31st of October is departure date, as far as he's continues to remind us uh, that he'll find himself in that between that rock and hard place that Mrs May found herself in when she unfortunately had to leave. So uh, a sad situation. Sterling is potentially setting itself up for a collapse and the UK heading for a second referendum, maybe a general election, maybe a, another Scottish vote regarding whether or not they want to remain in the union. Pretty, pretty appalling situation altogether, I would say, and I'm not sure what rabbit Mr Johnson can pull out of the hat with respect to this. Uh, the only thing I can say for investors is that uh, if there is a positive, not a big positive, but a small one, it's that the FTSE 100, the blue chips, they earn about 80% of their revenue in foreign currencies. So that index, at least, should be less damaged uh, than the wider uh, UK economy. Okay, so obviously keeping on the topic of the UK it is something that SBS Securities looked very closely at, particularly the small and micro cap uh, area and, and, and very many of those are listed on the AIM markets, which shares within those markets that SBS Securities looking at with great interest at this point in time. Yeah, we certainly do. Small and micro cap is our area and uh, where we understand you can find remarkable value amongst the AIM constituents. You have to sift. You can't say everyone's good value, but certainly some of them are and some of them are overlooked. And really, that's what we want to do. Make um, it clear which ones we believe in and which ones need to come to the intention of investors. And I would say this is very much for retail investors who understand the risks and rewards of trading on AIM. It's not a high liquid market like the FTSE 100. It's a specialist market and you have to look before you jump. But the four names we've looked at and we say these are ones that could really provide a remarkable performance for investors are the following. One, Blue Rock Diamonds, and that's a South African diamond play. Uh, number two, Kodal Minerals, uh, that's a batteries metals play, it's lithium. Uh, then you have Kefi Minerals, that's an Ethiopian gold play. And then the fourth one is Valerix, and that's a drug discovery company. Now, these are all small companies, they're all sub 10 million pound market capitalization, but they do provide opportunity for very substantial re-ratings. Now, let's just take, for example, Blue Rock Diamonds. Now, if you're looking on the uh, London Stock Exchange site, uh, you'll find the ticker is BRD. Now, um, this is a producing diamond miner. It operates five high-grade gem quality, gem quality for 90% of output, it's quite remarkable, in the Cavalli um, mine. Now, 
A statement came from the board yesterday and that confirmed record production, record yield, with an expectation of moving into profitability in the second half. It's there in black and white from that first class chairman, executive chairman, and Mike Houston. Now, let's just put this into context. If you were to take what is thought to be the current cash pool inside Blue Rock, about 1 million US dollars, and subtract that from the market capitalization, Blue Rock would be valued less than a simple AIM shell. That is blatantly absurd for a company with assets like it's got, with commercial opportunity that it's already exploiting, uh, and all production processing facility. Um, this one, as it delivers on its promises, and I believe it will later in 2019, could be set for a, a dramatic re-rating. Now, the second one on this is Kodal Minerals. This operates the Bugoni Lithium Project. It's in Mali. Now, lithium, you probably already know, is a, a key input commodity for rechargeable batteries. Uh, yet the market, the um, trading market for lithium, is highly underdeveloped, and demand is set to skyrocket uh, as, as the electric vehicle uh, start, electric vehicles start to take over the globe, as, as is widely expected, and um, now the market's having to prepare. Um, Kodal, of course, has a joint compliant resource. It ranks it amongst the 15 sector largest players in the world. Um, and the mining license will be applied for in the second half of this year, second half of 2019. Uh, and after that, construction of the, uh, uh, the, the project begins. Um, the capital equipment starts going in. So with a strategic investor in place, together with an offtake agreement, um, this is one company that looks to be an obvious winner in this very, very exciting sector. The next one I would look at is Kefi, Kefi Minerals. This is a remarkable opportunity. It has two projects, one in Ethiopia and the other one in Saudi Arabia. The, Sa the Saudi one is good, but I wouldn't concentrate there. I would concentrate on the Tulakapi gold mining project in Ethiopia. It's the most advanced by a, by a long chalk, and it has remarkable, quite extraordinary support from the Ethiopian government and the local institutions. And it's key why they want, clear why they want to have that support. It's because the uh, government and the institutions want to find a way uh, not only to resurrect gold mining and exploration in their country, which has been all but abandoned for the last uh, 50 years, but also a way of generating international currency for them. So um, its project is in place, or its project equity is in place, I should say. The infrastructure finance has been mandated, and uh, they would, this would allow Kefi to become Ethiopia's first modern-day mover on a dramatically underexploited Arabian Nubian shield. And there, I think the upside is really potentially dramatic. The last one I would point out is Valorix. Um, Valorix, another stunning opportunity. Um, as I say, this time in the world of drug development, you will know, of course, that successful drug development can produce molecules that are worth, for, 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 for key disease areas, of course, that can be worth tens of millions uh, of pounds uh, or tens of millions of US dollars. Um, of course, the, pro the process of getting regulatory compliance is both long and very expensive. And you will know that uh, major pharmaceutical groups and biotech groups, the likes of AstraZeneca and GlaxoSmithKline, for example, they tend to be commercialization vehicles. They tend to leave the um, early stage development to innovators, just like Valorix. And then they cast a uh, 
blur their net out, they find out what's there, uh, they decide which ones they actually want to commercialize and then home in. And the companies then can get offered incredible rewards. I mean, tens of millions of US dollars upfront, plus a continued life of drug royalty. Um, this is incredibly profitable, potentially. Of course, there are winners and losers out there. Uh, but nevertheless, I would say if you're looking at Valorix, it's in the right uh, uh, drug development areas. It has two phase two clinical trials. That's Val 201 and 401, um, and uh, a whole pipeline of preclinical assets. If you were going to try and recreate create what they've got on the table right now, it will cost you a significant multiple of the current valuation. A breakthrough announcement for Valorix could actually provide very, very significant profit for investors. Lovely, Barry. So that's some very interesting companies there. But as we know, the, the quality of management is always key when looking at small cap investments. How can investors looking at these companies get a chance to form their own opinion of management and, and maybe get closer and have deeper conversations with some of the people that are running these, uh, these companies? Yes, now I, I would say you've hit the nail on the head there. Anyone who makes an investment in AIM should start with the management. They have to ask, is the quality of management there to, to exploit the opportunity that's being put in front of them. If it's not, do not touch that company. If it is, then you want to think about backing it. And I would say we're pretty lucky because those four companies we've highlighted today, the story is good, but don't just listen to it from me. Come along. There is an opportunity um, for you to meet the management. SVS Securities, together with the UK Investor Magazine, are hosting a summer investor event. Summer investor event. And that's on Thursday, the 18th of July. It's in a prestigious location right in the centre of the city of London. Um, now, management from each of the companies will be there and they'll be making presentations, but they'll also be available uh, in a general sense uh, as part of the hospitality evening that this is, mixing around with people so you can ask the question privately or you can ask it in a group setting if you have anything that you say, I want the answer. And you can bet your bottom dollar, they will not refuse to answer. You ask them the question, they're there to answer your your demands. So uh, it might be a fantastic opportunity. This is a totally complimentary event on behalf of the UK Investor Magazine and SVS. Uh, and uh, you'll be wined and dined throughout the evening. Lots of canopies, lots of champagne. Uh, you'll be in the Skinner's Hall, which is a famous location, very near to Cannon Street Station, so easy for commuting. Comes with wonderful function rooms, courtyards, uh, even a roof garden, which for the 18th of July might be the perfect place to be. So what I would say, if you can, make it there. Uh, all you have to do is go on to the UK Investor Magazine website, click there and put your name down. I do say it's important to register because this is going to be a popular event and you want to make sure that if you make the effort to get there that you're let in. <laughs> so uh, have a good time uh, and I hope to see you on the 18th. I most certainly will be there. Barry, thank you very much. So that's the UK Investor Magazine podcast there. Now, the event that Barry mentioned, uh, if you look in the notes of the podcast, uh, you'll be able to find a link through 
to their registration page where you can sign up for a ticket uh, for the 18th of July. Um, also, there will be links on the UK Investor Magazine website where you'll be able to, uh, to click through there and get yourself signed up. So once again, Barry, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to seeing everyone on the 18th.